First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody. Episode 684 of First Class Fatherhood. I am happy, as always, to be here with you guys. I got a little something special for you today. I got a husband and wife team to bring you guys. Both of them are UFC fighters. Cody and Bobby Brundage join me on the podcast today. Cody is a four-time UFC veteran. He most recently fought in the Octagon back in December. Cody Brundage was a standout high school wrestler. He also played football through high school. He wrestled in college, was a two-time NCAA qualifier. He was also the team captain over at Newberry College. And he is married to professional fighter Amanda Brundage, better known as Bobby. Bobby is a mixed martial artist. She fought in the strawweight division of the UFC. She got her start back in 2014 in King of the Cage. She then made the move to Invicta, and then she was a contestant on The Ultimate Fighter, which led her to the UFC. Cody and Bobby have a daughter who was born with a rare developmental disability. How rare is it? Only 40 cases of their daughter's condition have ever been observed. But one thing about these first-class parents, they are fighters, and they are doing everything within their power to provide the best care for their daughter. We're going to dive into that and so much more. Honored to have on the podcast today, Cody and Bobby Brundage will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Cody and Bobby was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the two professional fighters, get over to my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood, and hit me with a subscribe over there. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And if you guys are fans of the fight game, the UFC in particular, go through the catalog of the shows here. I've had so many UFC dads on the podcast here, uh, including Kamara Usman, Dustin Poirier, Dan the Hangman Hooker, Michael Chandler, Leon Rocky Edwards, UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz, and so many. Just go through the archives of the show. You'll see all the UFC dads who have joined me here on the podcast. Don't forget to hit that MyPillow deal. They got a brand new pillow, MyPillow 2.0. Visit MyPillow.com. Plug in the promo code FATHERHOOD. You're going to save up to 66% on your entire order. Plus, they still have the buy one, get one going on, but it is not going to last much longer. Uh, In fact, I think this may be the last week of that deal. Get over to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. Save up to 66% on your order and get involved in the buy one, get one free. Make sure you lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, to find out all the upcoming guests. If you have an opportunity, please let me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here comes my interview straight up with Cody and Bobby Brundage on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Parents, Cody and Amanda Brundage. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Thanks man. You're, you're too kind. I don't know if first class, but we appreciate it. <laughs> well, you made it to the show here. That's what you get while you're here. So l- let's start <laughs> like this. Uh, how many kids do you have and how old? I got, we have one daughter, Kingsley. She'll be two February 20th. And then we have another on the way. We'll be here in July. So very cool. You guys know what you're having. You're doing an agenda reveal. You're waiting to the end. Uh, yeah, we're having a girl. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Yes. That's that's the fighter's curse. You only have girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I do a lot of Navy SEALs and Special Forces guys, and it seems to be a curse that they call it. They all have daughters. Like so, uh, myself, I got we got three boys before we finally got our girls. So we got four kids. We got the girl wow. in the end, and that was the name of that tune. So, uh, if you could, let's start with you, Amanda. Just uh, take a second to hit the listeners with a little bit about your background, what you do. Uh, well, my name is Amanda. I go by Bobby, which is my middle name. Um, and I started boxing when I was 10 years old. Uh, my dad got me into boxing. I stuck with boxing and um, got into mixed martial arts right after high school. I turned professional in MMA and boxing in 2014. And then in 2016, I landed um, on a reality show called The Ultimate Fighter. I was a finalist on that season, which landed me a contract with the UFC um, during that time, I traveled all over the world. I fought in England or I fought in where have I fought? Brazil and Ireland and uh, all around the United States. And then uh, that's where Cody and I met was through the gym. And now I am we live in Colorado. We just moved here from Michigan a couple of years ago. Very cool. Cody, a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm not a boxer. I was a wrestler my whole life uh, and came from a really close family, big family. Like we, my grandparents were right down the road. My cousins were right down the road. So there was always like 10, 15 people at my house. I had four brothers and a sister and my sister is the toughest one out of all of us. Uh, she played division one soccer. My brother played division one lacrosse and then I wrestled. So super athletic family. And then, uh, once I got out of wrestling, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I had a degree in teaching, but I was like, I don't really think I want to do that right now. So um my mom's like you should do crossfit i'm like uh, i don't know i think i'm gonna go fight people and she's like don't do that that's the worst thing you could do uh but long story short ended up fighting uh made my pro debut in 2019 and then recently got signed to the ufc in 2021 so um yeah that's kind of my story how i got into fighting yeah very cool i know that that crossfit blew up for a while there i had jason kalipa on the show here a while oh, back nice. and it and it's just been and you obviously ufc mma has exploded as well and has become very very popular so uh take me here then two years ago uh was starting amanda how did the experience of or bobby i should say yeah. how, how did the experience of becoming a, a mom change your perspective on life uh well it changed a lot um I went from like kind of being really selfish in my life. I was a, only an athlete. I just, you know, eat, breathe and train. Uh, every food I ate was for training. Everything I did in my life, every recovery session, like it was all very pretty selfish. I think you have to be in. I think that's why we have such a good marriage is because we understand that the, the um, selfish list that you or selfishness that you need to do when you're competing at a high level. Um, so becoming a parent was, you know, completely different from the time I got pregnant. I was thinking about a child, like the moment I woke up was about a child that I didn't even have in my arms yet. And, um, you know, you learn to be really selfless. And, um, you know, one thing that changed a lot was just my views on, you know, kind of the world. And, and I don't know if you know, but our daughter is special needs. So we've, you know, a lot of changes have become because of the special needs. But um, I just, you know, I kind of just learned to like take care of something else. And um, it made you know, my, our relationship stronger, just becoming parents together. Yeah. Cody kind of, how did it change you uh, be, becoming a father? And, and she, she spoke and mentioned there that rare uh, genetic condition. What was that like for you to walk me through the process of that, find that out and then, and then coming to understand what it's all about? Yeah. So uh, it, it definitely changed my perspective, having a child in general. Um, then when we had the diagnosis, I was actually in Vegas at a fight. You know, I was far away and we don't have family here. We moved here for fighting and uh, moved away from all our family. Um, unfortunately, you know, we didn't want to, but this was just the best thing for our careers. Uh, 
so it was tough getting that news knowing my wife was back home and we were having something unfortunate happening, which also was like that kind of, it was kind of a shock because I'm a professional athlete. My wife's a professional athlete. We've been healthy our whole lives. And it was just kind of like, oh, this thing, now we know like, oh, it came out of the blue. It wasn't, had nothing to do with either of your genetics or anything. And uh, you don't really know that. I mean, you guess, you know, it's possible, but you're like, what are the odds? And then when it happens to you, you're like, oh, I guess the odds aren't that crazy. Right. And so that was kind of a shell shock for sure. Um, but I just think my perspective, it's been huge to change my perspective. Like fighting was the most important thing in my life, in my family's life. Uh, success in fighting really defined me as a person. And, you know, I was Cody Brundage, the MMA fighter, the UFC fighter. And now I'm Cody Brundage, the dad and the husband and who also fights. Uh, I don't like value my self-worth or like the legacy that I'm leaving. I don't think it's determined by my accolades in fighting. I, I much more believe that it's how I have been as a father, how I've been as a friend and a husband and how I treat people and the impact I have on people. And I don't know if I would have necessarily felt that if I wasn't Kingsley's dad or also if we didn't have some of the circumstances that we've had, you know? And so I feel like it's helped me a ton to realize what's really important and what's priority um, and what's lasting because fighting is such a, a fleeting thing. Like even the best fighters, you're going to fight for 10 years and you're done. That's not a long time in the grand scheme of things. And what you leave behind after that is much bigger. And, and so it's allowed me to focus on that. And I think one thing also I've noticed is that through that perspective, if I'm being a great husband, if I'm being a great dad, if I'm being a great teammate and friend, I'll be a great fighter too. Like it'll just take care of itself. So that's been something that's been really good for me and, and my wife and our family. So. Yeah, very well said, Cody. I'm going to circle back around to, to affecting you guys as fighters becoming parents, but I wanted to touch on, I know uh, for my wife and I, we went through genetic counseling before we had our first child and we ended up both being carriers uh, for cystic fibrosis, which meant that there was like a one in four chance that our children uh, would be born with it. So uh, they, they really scare you in that whole process. And you're like, oh, yeah. my God. And it's like, well, what can you really do? So we, we ended up having right. four kids. Uh, you know, we were blessed that none of them did were diagnosed with it. Uh, so it was just one of those things. Now, with this time yeah. coming around, I know you guys are having your second. Is there any have they done pre screenings? Do you have any idea or you have scheduled stuff to find out? Like what what's the how, and how is your pregnancy this time around, Bobby? So um, Kingsley's genetic mutation is um, a sporadic, like crazy thing. We both were tested and we don't carry that genetic disorder. Wow. So they told us that we were lucky that. Um, we can have more kids and there's not a chance of having that. I mean, same chances like any kid Last has. There's, time, actually, right. there's actually only four, uh, 37 cases of this that's ever been studied. So it's wow. incredibly rare. There's not a lot of information. Our doctors have clearly, they've never seen this. Um, so I don't really feel the risk of the next baby having that. Um, we got like, you know, the chromosome testing and there's no extra chromosomes. Like they, all that testing went, went solid, but they don't genetically test, I guess, just because we were, I was never aware that this would happen. Now I'm like extra aware and I'm like really concerned. Um, the pregnancy is going well, the baby's healthy. Uh, I just have that like sickening feeling like always, I don't, I am so scared of anything ever happening to either one of the children that, that I'm sure every single parent has, especially, you know, mothers carrying the baby, but, um, there's no, um, way really that this child will have the genetic condition but they could have anything else and it always scares me now more than it's always had. it's always amazing just when you go through it like what a miracle it actually is for all the things that have to fire correctly for this to work is just astonishing so it's always blows it's, my mind yeah, i used to you know, always 
I used to always think it was so corny when people were like, I don't care if I have a boy, boy or girl. I just want a healthy baby. I was like, that's the corniest right. thing ever. Like, just say what you would rather have. And now I'm like, I get it, man. I would just yeah. totally rather just have a healthy baby. And then it makes sense, you know. It, it, I hate that because when people say that, I hear people say that every day, you know, I just want a healthy baby. I hate it because it feels like what they're saying is what I have. And it's their worst case scenario. You know, we didn't have a healthy baby. We have a, a baby that's going to struggle her entire life. We don't know if she'll ever talk. Um, she's two years old. She's not walking, but like she's very de delayed and intellectually delayed. And she, but the good thing about her is she's mentally there. She knows that we're her parents. She loves us. She understands things. Um, but yeah, when people say that, I'm like, damn, my life is their worst case scenario. And it doesn't seem that bad to us because she's our first child. You know, had we had a few ch children and then we knew what that normal was this would be a big, crazy thing for us, but we only know what our life is with her. We, that, we don't know anything else. Like we didn't grow up with other young siblings and have children. We, this is our first one. So this is just what we have to do. We don't know any different. Yeah, very well stated, Bobby. And I, I know just from, from becoming a father, you know, one of the things is it kind of puts your, your own mortality at the forefront. You realize like, and you start, it starts to affect decisions that you make. And I know you yeah. guys involved in a very, uh, dangerous physical career that you guys do. Uh, and I'll start here with you, uh, Cody. Has, how is becoming a father? Has it changed you as a fighter? Has it put a, a, a smaller number on the amount of yeah. years you plan on fighting or what? Uh, I, I feel like I've always been, uh, like, I've never wanted to be a guy that's fighting a long time, right? Like, I, I've always said I want to be done by the time I'm 35, like, at the latest. Just because I'm in the UFC now at 28, I've had four UFC fights. If I fight for seven more years in the UFC at three fights a year, I'm getting 25 fights at the highest level. It's a ton, right? It's a yeah, ton of brain it's damage. It's like, I know it's not good for my brain, what I'm doing, but it's something I love to do. It's something I'm willing to do to give my family a great life. Uh, but I've never been a guy that wants to be sticking around longer than I should. You know, I feel like you see that with a lot of fighters. And part of that is because I feel like fighting attracts a certain type of person and they don't have a ton of other options. But I feel like I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of other options if fighting isn't working out, you know, and so that gives me the ability to walk away without being too hurt or, or beat up. And, and so that's a benefit. Um, but as far as like everyone always has kids and they're like, man, I'm so much more motivated now. And I'm like, well, I'm like one of the most motivated people yeah. I feel like you'll ever meet. So I never really felt like more motivated to provide for for Kingsley or, or Bobby, I felt like I was already maxed out on my motivation. I still feel that way. I trained super hard yeah. and that's because like, I want to make them proud. And, and part of it is, you know, she's mom now, but at one time she was in the UFC, that was her dream, you know, that, and that's not necessarily something that she doesn't still wish she was doing. So I'm like carrying both our dreams a little bit, you know? So if I'm not doing everything I can to be successful, I'm like not just letting myself down, but I'm letting her down. I'm letting Kingsley down. So there's motivation in that. Uh, but like, and then Bobby sometimes will ask me, she's like, do you want Kingsley to come to your fights? I'm like, never. Like, okay. I never want my kids to come to my fights. Some people bring their kids cage side and then they get like horrifically knocked out. I'm like, I don't need my kids to ever see that. Cause when I go home, I'm going to lie to them and tell them I'm the UFC world champion. So they're not going to have any idea if I'm telling the truth or not. Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, let me start with you here, Cody, and then I'll follow up uh, same same scenario with you, Bobby, is, uh, you know, when you get married and you go through that, it's one thing. You become closer, you grow together, relationship gets stronger. But having a kid and becoming parents really changes you as a person that you guys just both stated. So what has it been like for you, Cody, so far watching Bobby uh, become a mom and take on that role of motherhood? Well, I feel like I'm super lucky, man. I feel like 
Uh, Kingsley would not be where she is at this point without Bobby. I tell Bobby all the time. I'm sure everybody feels this way, but like if she was not here, me and Kingsley both would be so screwed. Like, I don't, I don't know how I would even do life, you know? And like, it was funny. We were sitting here the other day. I'm like, Hey, you should probably like, we need to like write down like how I pay bills and how I would like give her medicine and how I need, like how I set up her appointments and things like that. And she's like, yeah, I probably should do that. I'm like, Cause that really, like, I've never thought about that. I've never thought about like, we're both, I'm 28, she's 31. I'm like, we've never thought about like, what if you're not here? But now when I think about it, I'll have a straight up panic attack. Cause I'm like, there's, we would all be in trouble. Nobody would be in a good spot. Like it would be really bad. And uh, also like just what hearing what other people say, like when our therapists come and work with Kingsley, they'll tell Bobby like, Hey, you're the only parent that I've seen this week. That's on the floor with her child. You're the only parent that I give you the, the therapies you need to do. And I know you're doing them when I'm not here. And while that's really sad for those other kids, I feel super fortunate for my, my kids. And I feel super blessed that I have my wife doing that, you know, and, and uh, it allows me to fight and and do things that I wouldn't necessarily be able to do if she wasn't. So yeah, I'm super appreciative. And uh, I don't know if I love her more, but there's definitely like compound, like different levels of love, right? Like I love her as my wife, but I also love that how she is a mother to my daughter as well. Yeah, really great stuff, Cody. And then, Bobby, for you, uh, watching Cody uh, getting married, watching the fighter, the guy with, with with all the motivation, what was it like to watching him take on the role of fatherhood? Yeah, it was, um, you know, our relate. we didn't date for 10 years before we got married. We got married really quickly. I mean, I would say not, I mean, it wasn't like a month, but like we... Um, we got married quick. You know, we were both like living our dreams and fighting for this like awesome, passionate life. And we have really supportive families. And when we you know, got pregnant, everything changed too. just even the way he switched motivation to like taking care of me and making sure I was happy. And, you know, he still does this, but like, it was, you know, just watching him become something separate than just fighting. Cause we've only ever met each other. We met each other in the gym. I didn't know him before fighting or, you know, just we only know each other this way. So being able to see who he is as a father um, is obviously incredibly special for anyone, but watching someone that does work so hard and you know he values loyalty and our relationship and values good you know being a good person and um you know I can see the way that has transitioned into fatherhood and how he wants our children to be raised and how they want he wants them to be as people too and it's it's awesome it's nothing we really even talked about before so I'm you know I'm it's we're lucky that it's unraveling in a healthy way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it could not <laughs> well, my, my wife and i were the same way we met in a september we got engaged that december we were married that february you know and then the yeah. following year we had our first kid we're married 18 years now we went wow. to vegas and got married you know we nobody else just me and her so uh it, it was pretty cool and pretty special so and and what is it like now for you uh any different bobby now watching cody fight uh you know i, I wouldn't say any different but i mean what is it like for you it, I guess it's different for, I guess, somebody that's married to a, a non-fighter being married to a fighter, maybe a little bit more intense to watch. But you being a fighter, is that, I guess, a little bit different? What is it like when you're watching? Uh, walk me through that when you see when you're at the fights with him. Um, I don't think he knows this, but it's like less intense. Um, I think just uh, my mind is a lot and it's a fall I have. I think all moms do this. They don't even know. But like they're just really focused on their kid. And most of the times I go to his fight, I don't bring our kid. So I'm always watching her on the, in her, the the monitor and like looking at her. And I'm like, not really even, you know, it's, it's a fault because it should be his day. And I'm still watching our child and I can't concentrate. And I, 
usually before the kid, it was like sickening and like, I'm talking to him every second and we're, we're, you know, cutting weight and I was there for everything. And now I'm like, I have a child. I can't come to the last minute of the day. I'm just coming to watch him fight where I would be there all fight week before I would be walking through everything going, you know, talking to him about all the things. So, you know, when your focus is on your kid, it's really hard to give a hundred percent to him, what she deserves. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I know on fight day and fight week, it, you know, it's his mind is laser focus. I wouldn't want it any other way. So that's why I try to make sure I'm not coming to him with kid problems. I'm not coming to him with things that can distract him. Um, I wish I, I get jealous. I kind of miss that like focus and just like fight. And, uh, but right now I'm like, oh, there's a kid and I got to look around the monitor and is she being taken care of? And did she get her medicine? Like, is she out of milk? Like it's, it's, it's too much. <laughs> I hate it. I- I would imagine so. And, and, and Cody, with, with your wrestling background, one of the things here in New Jersey where I am, one of the issues they're running into is they're kind of running out of quality wrestlers because so many kids now are focused on one sport all year long. So you don't have kids that, that do uh, uh, football and then wrestle and then baseball. They do baseball and they do it all year long. So you, you're right. we're losing a lot of kids uh, with the wrestling. But I, I wanted to ask, because the uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, ha- has really blown up, I've had Henzo Gracie on the podcast here. He's got a great yeah, gym right cool. by me where I am. Right. And it really has exploded. What, what How similar is for kids to transition from wrestling into Brazilian jiu-jitsu? And what's a good age for parents that want to make that switch or get their kids involved in it? Um, I think the transition from wrestling to jujitsu might be easier than jujitsu to wrestling. Yeah. I'm sure jujitsu guys are like, that's no, that's not true. Sense. It's way easier to be a jujitsu. But uh, for me, I feel like, cause you just have a better understanding of like how to control your body and, and dictate where the position is. And I, I don't think there's really not an age limit. I would say maybe like when they can pay attention, right. That's like for some kids, that's like six years old. For me, it was probably like 18, if you ask my parents. But <laughs> like when your kids can pay attention yeah. and focus for an hour, because that's usually all your class is going to be, an hour, then I, I would sign it up. And I think it's a great idea for all kids to do yeah. some type of martial art. Uh, I think jujitsu is probably the best because there's no Jesus like the co- contact to the head or whatever. Uh, but I just think it's good. I think it builds a lot of confidence. Um, I think it deters things like bullying um and being judgmental because you meet so many different type of people in classes like that uh I think it's good for for girls and guys like I don't think it's like a gender specific thing so I think getting your kids in it when they're six seven years old would not be a bad idea and it and it's something that like if your kid is a wrestler all it's going to do is help their wrestling right like I come from an era where like focusing on one sport was never what you did right like I swam played football wrestled I did every year or every season I was in a sport because my parents were like, do not come home after school, go do something. I don't want you here. If you're here, I'm going to make you do a job. So I was like, I'm going to figure out uh, some kind of sport to get into. Uh, I know the singular sports is now the focus, but yeah, I think jujitsu and wrestling and, and also just jujitsu in, in life and some life skills, I think is, is important. I think it gives you those life skills, just like I think wrestling does, you know, being in New Jersey, you always talk about how like wrestling translates to life in terms of like, being able to be gritty, work through adversity, yeah. being hardworking, those kind of things. So I think, yeah, it's good. I think young, younger, the better, honestly. Well said. Anything to add to that, Bobby? No, I think you said it good. I, I, I definitely think when I was growing up, I played all different sports too. So that's kind of, and I felt like each one played off the other one, you know, my speed in basketball, my agility helped in softball and that helped in boxing. And I think they, it was, it was helpful. Um, and when you're always doing a sport, it's not easy to, or it's not, um, it's easier 
to get back in it, you know, like to that, you're not getting out of weight or out of shape and losing it and, you know, having to learn what it's like to work hard. You're just constantly working. I would, I would do softball, basketball, volleyball practice, and then drive to the boxing gym and be there till 10 o'clock at night. So my days were really long, but it was always focused on sport. And, you know, you're still in school. So you have a different life too. When you're young, you, you have friends and you're doing different things. So I definitely agree with what he's saying. Do that. Very cool. What is your, uh, what's your guys' bedtime routine look like with your daughter there? Are you guys like uh, a lullaby people or well, how does the whole, how does the whole bedtime routine we go have, down at your house? We've never really been strict with her. We don't, we take her to every restaurant we want to go to. It's late at night. She's on our schedule. We've always brought her around. She was a newborn and we're like at the bar. Hey, no, I'm just joking. Uh, we don't really <laughs> drink that much, but um, we're, we, you know, we're at restaurants. We'd go out with friends. We never said, no, we can't go anywhere because our, we have a kid. Um, and so like a nighttime routine is pretty easy. She, it's not like a certain bedtime. We do this, this, and this, she loves baths. So if she doesn't get a bath, she's usually pretty, uh, doesn't like to sleep. So we have to give her a bath and, um, you know, we just, she has high, like, um, I don't know, energy maybe or movement. She has like, um, so sometimes we swing her just to get her to calm down and put her to bed, but she just, she falls asleep on her own. So it's super simple. Very cool. And, and Cody, what, what's, uh, what do you have coming up here? What's your next fight? You have a fight on the schedule right now. You're looking for any particular opponent. Who would you like to fight if you could name the, the opponent? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, yeah. I, I don't have a fight booked. I want to fight a guy named his name is Jacob Malcoon. He's an Australian guy. Uh, he's kind of a wrestler as well. I called him out on Instagram the other day. We'll see if it happens. And I'm hoping like around April, May. Baby's due in July. So uh, I definitely don't want to be pushing that too close. Last time I had a fight, uh, before Kingsley got here, I had a fight uh seven days before she was born and my wife was out in kansas city with me i'm like we're not having this baby in kansas city we better get home uh so i'm trying to avoid doing that this time <laughs> <laughs> very cool what about you bobby what are you kind of working on right now what are you focused on any goals I, obviously the baby coming up is the is the number one but are you working on any side projects anything for yourself uh, i uh i'm in school right now we're working on my uh degree in psychology my bachelor's in psychology um i've wanted to quit school since i got pregnant the first time like a million times but he hasn't let me and i graduate in may so i'm really excited to finally you know get that degree and be done and then um no i i haven't done i'm just pregnant now and i have a little small business that i, I make baby mobiles so i'm constantly busy with orders from that and uh that's it very cool. All right. Last thing I'm going to hit you guys with, uh, I'll start with you, Bobby. What, what kind of advice do you have for that new mom or for that about to be mom that's out there listening? My advice is probably a little different. I think that I feel like nowadays people are so worried about so much things. And so like, you know, just caught up and like, there's this going to happen to my baby. And, that, and from speaking from someone that's had something happen to their baby, I think just enjoying the pregnancy better, enjoying being a, a parent, you know, letting things come to you, you know, putting the fires out as they come. Don't worry about those fires before they've even happened. Um, that was something that when we first found out our diagnosis, I was like worried about what oh, if she has a seizure and I'm in the car and what if this happens? And, you know, and when that comes, we'll worry about it. But like that doesn't need to, you know, I need to enjoy my moments and just enjoy having a child and enjoying the small little, little things. You know, I get excited when she first learned to roll over because it was four months later than she should have. And it was like, I'm celebrating every little thing. And I think, uh, you know, just like I said, putting the little fires out as they come and not worrying about them before they come, before they're there. Great, great stuff, Bobby. Cody, what about you? What advice do you have for that new dad or that about to be father that's out there listening? Uh, I think I would say two things. I think the first thing I'll say is be present where your feet are. Uh, I think, we're, you know, if you're with your daughter or with your child, be present. And I feel like uh -oh. if you're 
like wherever you're at, be present. People aren't present enough, right? We want to take pictures of everything. We want to videotape everything. We want to be on our phones. We want to do all this stuff. Just be present in the moment and enjoy the moments. And then the other thing I'll say is I feel like when I was, when we were pregnant with Kingsley, everyone was like, you're not going to sleep. You're not going to, you're never going to have time to yourself. All these negative things. And I would just say like the positives of having a child are so much better than any negative someone's going to tell you and just know that and expect that. And uh, like, I can't tell, I can't explain it to you until you have your child and you see it, but I promise you all the people telling you, you're never going to have time for yourself. Your, your relationship's going to change all those kind of things. If you believe those things, then maybe they'll happen, but just know that the positive is greater than what they're saying and, and it'll work out. I, I love that. I really love the message. Uh, this has been awesome for me. I got to say, uh, Bobby, Cody, you guys are first class parents all the way. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Fatherhood. Thank Thanks, you brother. so much. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.